the pride, the love. When you know your boy will do anything for his mother. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have a guest, Kevin, returning guest. Hello, Kevin. Welcome, Kevin. So glad to be back. Yay! We are talking Season 4, Episode 2, Home. This episode aired October 11th, 1996, it was written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong, the return of the great Glenn Morgan and James Wong, and directed by Kim Manners. And the plot is Mulder and Scully get called into a town called Home, Pennsylvania, when a baby with severe birth defects is found buried in a field. They quickly find their suspects, some brothers that live on a nearby property who practice extreme isolationism. From here, we get a story that challenges the idealism of the American dream and portends the encroachment of modernity onto rural America. And it's very violent. <laughs> yeah, extremely so. This is a gross Also, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but this episode is like that scene in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place where he goes, I know writers who use subtext and they're cowards. <laughs> yeah, there's no subtext. <laughs> like, it's literally named Home Pennsylvania. <laughs> Is that a real place? I didn't look up. I meant to. Let me see. Yes. It's a real place. Good. Yes. Kind of near Pittsburgh. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. They they talked about Pittsburgh in the episode, so. Yeah. It's, un- it's an unincorporated village. Hmm. There's townships and county. I don't know what a township is. I'm going to be real with y'all. What is a town? Anyway, doesn't matter. This is a podcast about Pennsylvania, but I don't understand what Rain Township, Indiana County means. Why is there two? Again, doesn't matter. (laughs) That could be a good road trip for us to go on. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Go all the way to Pennsylvania just to figure it out. We're going home. It's it's so interesting (laughs) that they said it in Pennsylvania, because I do know there are parts of rural Pennsylvania that are very, like, southerny, like, but, like, also, it's not the South. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I I, I wonder I wonder if they just, like, found the town home, Pennsylvania, and they were like, yes. And, right. and kind of was just like, well, we were going to tell the story about rural America. And, like, in a lot of people's mind, rural America is, like, the South, if that makes sense. Right. They even used the term, like, War of Northern Aggression, which is literally only something you hear only in the South. Like, yeah, which I never heard that before, actually. That's what my dad was taught in public school in South Carolina. Yeah, Yeah, in in Tennessee, you hear it all the time. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thing is like, since I lived in Houston, it's like city and like Texas is like, like Houston, the city of Houston itself isn't like super, like deep south. Yeah. Houston's also east of it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'd never heard that term before, and I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. So we open on a rainy night, and a woman is giving birth. 
And it's a very primitive setup. At one point, one, one of the boys grabs a fork and they use like regular scissors to cut the uh, umbilical cord. The baby comes out and the three men end up taking it outside and burying it. And one of the, uh, Edmund, I think it is, the bald one, is crying. The one who's their dad brother. And so this is a very, like, very daring teaser. They actually, like, got a lot of, I mean, you would anticipate they got a lot of pushback from standards and practices for this. And, and um, I mean, it's just, like, straight up infanticide, like, yes. from the get-go. Yes, they were like, you Awful. have to make the baby sound sick. I, we can't have, like, a healthy-sounding baby getting buried. <laughs> And he's, uh, I can't remember who said this. It was um, James or Glenn, but they said, we're like walking around the set and we people would call us, you guys are sick. And we go, what? What's going on? We thought we had done worse. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, you know, the, the baby still died from like the suffocation of being yeah. buried. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe they could have waited until it died of natural causes. Well, I don't think that's their MO, right? Like, it's not. It's just, it's extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> it is. It is pretty brutal. And I, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, they do have Edmund crying, so it's not like they're, like, heartless, you know. But, right. but yeah, like, they're just, yeah. They didn't like that. They didn't like the teaser. And <laughs> they're showing it to them. And then you hear Kim Manners and all he said was, that was fucking great. <laughs> and they were just like, what? <laughs> so this episode aired. Fox refused to air it again. It, I think there was like a big deal once they like re-aired it. It was like a special like rarely seen X-Files episode <laughs> for like a Halloween special at one point. But they like they were like, no, we're not airing this. <laughs> Yeah, that makes this sense. This is going in the vault. This is going in the Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it technically is a part of the Disney vault. <laughs> oh, Disney, yeah. put it Fox. in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the credits. And then we have some kids playing a pickup game of baseball in the lot next to the Peacock's house. That sounds so fun, though. Like... <laughs> to play to play a pickup game of baseball in a wheat field like that sounds excellent yeah i'm i've only played it like i've only played like pickup baseball once and it it didn't go super well it's very hard <laughs> baseball <laughs> yeah it rarely does go well but <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize until you're swinging the bat you're like i don't know how they hit this ball <laughs> <laughs> oh god Give me one I, of those big ones i can't bat to save my life like it's no. yeah put me in the outfield <laughs> I can't even do the outfield. I'm not fast enough. But we like, <laughs> I don't know. Put me some catcher or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, there's like a foul ball that lands in the peacock's yard, and I love the like the zoom in on the kid and the very like such a kid thing to just like you know there are like areas you're not allowed, and they're mm -hmm. just like they know they should not go near this house. Like all the whispers this town probably has about the peacocks and their weird family. And then the kid uh, who's batting digs into the box, and as he's, like, kicking into the dirt, the blood comes up, and then we see a baby hand, and it's like, damn. That baby hand was a lot. I also don't get why the peacocks didn't just bury the baby on their own lawn, you know? 
None of this would have happened if they just buried it in their own property. Right. Maybe they would have gotten away with it. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they were like, it's not good to have human remains. Not for legal reasons, but for like, I don't know, water and, you know. I also think pigs go like wild for that. The pigs pigs might have buried, you know, dug it up and tried to eat the baby or something disgusting. Yeah, so anyway. possible. Yeah. Anyway, they bury it on the lawn next. I guess they figured nobody was going to be there, but these kids find the baby, and so Mulder and Scully get called in. And I do like the <laughs> the shot of the abandoned baseball that becomes like the scene with Mulder picking up the baseball and like. He's having a moment. He's having a very nostalgic moment. He is. <laughs> and I must say, he looks so incredibly hot in this episode. His hair is on point. He's got the sleeves rolled up to his elbows. It looks incredible. Like, I'm truly obsessed with him this episode. When he was, like, pa- practicing his pitching form, I was like, yeah, Shelby's Shelby's going to like that. I know. You, know. you know how much hotter he would be if he wasn't a Yankees fan? Like, infinitely. <laughs> his biggest flaw. Yes, honestly, I could put up with it. I could put up with the alien stuff. I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you draw the line at the Yankees, and the whole time they're you know talking and doing the investigation, we see the Peacock Boys on the porch just staring them down. I had that happen to me. I went to visit some friends, and I was trying to pull into their house, but there were like some teens standing there, and they kept like stink eyeing me, and I'm like. I'm trying to go where you are, but then I like, I don't know, it's very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such a, it's such a, like a, it's not even a small town thing. I feel like anytime you don't see you, someone comes up that you don't recognize. I don't know. It's a little different in the city. Cause like, I don't, I sort of recognize my neighbors, but also like people move in, people move out. You know what I mean? Right. But when you live in a place like a, like a neighborhood, or a small town where you know who is like not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like very obvious. So Scully's, you know, explaining about what she's about. She's like, we found some footprints. We did all this. And while there's just uh, dicking around with the baseball, <laughs> she can tell he's not paying attention. So she just goes, meanwhile, I've quit the FBI and become a spokesman for the ab roller. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny this scene it's also like she's trying to process this crime scene and he's just like practicing yeah his like throwing form like come on Mulder he's just like smell this ball Scully doesn't it smell great <laughs> she's like this reminds uh, me bike it to the beach on Martha's Vineyard eating bologna sandwiches and she's like okay anyway there's a dead baby that we're trying to figure <laughs> out what happened to maybe we should get casts of these like footprints that are in the mud and <laughs> yes, and Mulder's just like, I would live if I didn't have to live in a city. I would live someplace like this. And she's just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> He's like, you you don't know me as well as you think you do. Which, in his defense, he does end up in the uh, in the revival. He does end up like living in the middle of nowhere. Not in the middle of nowhere, but he does live out in the country. So I don't know Virginia or Maryland or wherever the hell he lives. <laughs> And the very classic Scully, uh, it'd be like living in Mayberry, and then the sheriff, they meet the sheriff named Andy Taylor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Wait, his his name is really Andy Taylor? Yeah, in the yeah. show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy who plays the sheriff, uh, Tucker Smallwood, 
uh, was in a show, was in Lynn and James's show, Space Above Beyond. And so when talking about like returning to the X-Files after Space Above and Beyond got canceled and I'm pretty sure it was also on Fox. And so I just imagine them being kind of irritated. And it says, as Morgan explains, the understanding was that we were going to do four shows early on to get the staff settled while Chris was devoting attention to Millennium because Chris Carter started another show, Millennium, which will, I've never seen it and won't come to play because we're not going to watch like the one episode. I don't know. We might watch the episode that it plays into the X-Files, but (laughs) and he says, I said to him, we're doing four shows where we're putting all of our space above and beyond actors in them. And he said, okay. (laughs) So he really was just like, I need to, I need to get my actors booked and busy again. So that's why he's here. And I think he's good. He's fun. I I love Tucker Smallwood. I uh, I recognized him from Seinfeld. Yeah, mm. he's really good in this. Yeah, well, just like every everything he says, just has so much weight behind it, and it's mm-hmm. like even when even when it doesn't warrant that kind of weight, like mm-hmm. it's just so fun. And the sheriff is just like, we're a small town. I really liked my small town, and I and this line of like, I I've heard I've read some of what y'all get up to and y'all's cities and it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Very classic small town conservative man. <laughs> and then Boulder's like, well, what what are what are those guys who have been staring at us since like the whole time? And he's just like, mm, uh <laughs> and he gets really cagey, but he ends up telling them that like they're the peacocks and they're just like inbred uh, in in an inbred family that just live on the land since like the Civil War, and I, I love this. Uh, breed their own stock, if you get what I'm saying. And Scully's face of like, uh, what? Yeah, like her eyes were just like, uh, her like eyebrow went up. Roll that back one more time for me. And also like his line of, well, I guess you could call them human. Uh, talking about the three boys. But he like completely underestimates them to his own peril, we find out. And also kind of completely sweeps aside the idea, like he has such an idealized notion of what a small town is, especially to him, because he's, you know, it's like, I like the small community and I don't want any of that weird freaky stuff that y'all do in y'all cities, but I know it's coming. And this kind of inevitability of like, it's, it's. I won't have this forever and I'm trying to cherish it. I don't want it to change, but I know that it will. (laughs) But at the same time, like what's so interesting about this episode is like they were there the entire time. It, it wasn't a new, it was, there was an encroachment. It was there the entire time. (laughs) And the fact that he doesn't recognize that. And he just says they're feeble Scully. Like they're not going to do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, that's just very classic small town America mindset of just like, like not wanting all of these like big modern problems, but the, those problems, some of those problems are there to begin with and they're inherent within, you know, any community. Exactly. And so they asked to see the baby. So they go to the sheriff's office and it's just in the work fridge. Uh, next up, some spam. Yeah. Right. So well, also, gross. why is spam in the fridge? Is it refrigerated? No, you don't. You don't need to refrigerate <laughs> spam. You don't need to refrigerate spam. 
It was in there. I don't know what uh, Barney's getting up to. Maybe he just likes cold spam. Cold spam, yeah. <laughs> and the very funny, this is my deputy Barney. <laughs> and Mulder going, Fife? <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> really irritated pastor. <laughs> Mulder, Mulder's also, like goof saturation in this episode was, was high. A lot of goofs he was He one. was on one, and I loved it, honestly. <laughs> I I love my my silly little rabbit. <laughs> and he, the sheriff takes them to this t- the tiniest bathroom I've ever seen in my life. Like what was going on there? It was like a shoe closet. It was the toilet, the sink, and the sink was like kind of over the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and a very effective like down view uh by Kim Manners to really show how incredibly tiny it is and also like small town tiny bathroom like <laughs> all that kind of stuff yeah it looked extremely uh, cramped yeah it really did i would yeah. not shit in there <laughs> yeah it, i guess if i had to i would i also feel like i don't know maybe they could have sent the baby to um a place that had a morgue like that's not super uncommon in small towns if they don't have morgues to like send bodies to nearby places that that do yeah i guess so but also i think they knew Mulder and scully were coming so and Mulder and scully are scrunched together in this bathroom and first of all i want to talk about this deleted scene that i'm obsessed (laughs) with and (laughs) scully's like looking at Mulder like suspiciously and he goes uh oh that was my pin light (laughs) (laughs) and then she says Oh, I thought a long-standing curiosity had just been satisfied. Ma'am? <laughs> Why are you telling him? Oh my gosh. I've been wondering what his, his dick size is. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's on one too with this episode. No kidding. <laughs> they both are, yeah, for sure. They, they really are. It's it's so funny. It's The humor really works because it's such a dark episode and then just like, you know, doing infanticide and then just being like, oh yeah, like, let's have Scully make a joke about, like, Mulder's dick. <laughs> but it gets cut. Which, it's I, actually, I think... It's, it's a real shame that was cut. That would have fit perfectly. It really would have, but also I think for my sanity, I think it's good that it was cut. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, like five minutes after that, she, she also, like, asks him about his, like, whether he has good genes to, like, procreate. So... That would have been too much, I think. <laughs> would have just sent the shippers spiraling. Mulder's very proud of his genes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that Shrub tweet where he's like, uh, you're really smart. He's like, it's it's called good genes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Mulder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, like, no, you don't have good genes. Like, your your father was complicit in, I guess it's not genetic, but like, there's something very sad about his family that has to be, like, genetic. <laughs> There's no other explanation for it. Oh, but the baby has a ton of birth defects because it was very inbred, right? Which they don't... I guess they kind of figured at this point because Scully's like, these are, like, autosomal. Like, these aren't just, like, random birth defects. This is... There's a lot of them, and also, like, they're they're the dominant gene, so they have to be this is not just a simple case of, you know, a birth defect. You know what I mean? 
But then we have we have Scully's turn to be wax poetic about something, mm-hmm. and it's about motherhood. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it and she she says like just think of all the the hopes and dreams of this woman dashed by giving birth to the ba- a baby who who couldn't survive, and yeah. how cruel nature is. And and then she's like, and Mulder's kind of like, well, I mean, they did like actually kill the baby because the baby did, you know, swallow the dirt. And she goes, okay, well, maybe I'm just projecting then. And then we have this. I love this bench scene so much. And Mulder's band spreading. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is doing a lot for me, honestly. <laughs> for how gross it is, there are like a lot of cute moments between them. <laughs> Yeah, I think you really need them in order to get through the episode, though. Like the comedy yeah. in this episode really, really pushes it. It's so necessary. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. And then we have the scene where Mulder says that he has. Well, just find yourself a man with a spotless genetic makeup and a really high tolerance for being second guessed, and start pumping out the little Uber Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> I wonder who fits that Mulder. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then her like immediately be like, what about you? Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Is like, hmm? <laughs> really gets me. <laughs> yeah. But then Scully makes a point where she's like, well, okay, so her theory is that like they have this aggressive, this like very strong biological need to reproduce. And so she's like, maybe they kidnapped a woman. And I I kind of get her point because I guess we're trying to like the whole thing is that like they're so they've just been so isolated and like so much genetic like a shrinking of the genetic pool that they, they've sort of become like prehistoric. They've been kind of like cavemen. And so I guess I sort of buy this whole like this very intrinsic and like animalistic nature of humans to like procreate, but also I was like, this seems like a stretch. <laughs> yeah, it felt kind of like a stretch to me. But they take a visit to the very lovely peacocks, and they're not home. I don't even know where they are actually. Maybe they're out in the field or something. But they enter. They go to enter. Muller goes to open the door, and Scully's like, "You need probable cause." And so they just like simply look around and see all the like bloody scissors and all the other stuff, and they're like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> just unspoken, like, "Yeah, this is this is good enough." <laughs> I like how, how Scully was like, "No, we need probable cause," as if cops ever really care about probable cause. And then they, like, I mean, sure, barely find anything. They're like, "Okay, never mind. Let's go." Good enough. And, I mean, they find all the evidence. They find the scissors, they find the shovel, they find bloody footprints. It's, like, we're barely into the episode. I think we're, like, 10 to 15 minutes in. And it's like, yeah, we know who did this. Like, mm-hmm. we know whose baby it is. We still have some unanswered questions, but it it really isn't, like, a mystery, right? You know, and I, I like that about the episode. It's just like, yeah, no. We We know exactly what happened here. <laughs> So they're talking and they're like, okay, well, we'll have to, we'll have the sheriff, you know, arrest the men. And as they're leaving, you hear like the music swell and we just see it's pitch black and we just see like light on these eyes. And we're like, what is this? Very spooky. Yeah. 
Yeah, very creepy. The Peacocks find out that the sheriff is going to issue arrest warrants for them because whoever was in the house told them. I mean, so they fill up the car, this like 1950s Cadillac, they fill it up with gas and clubs and they take off while listening to Wonderful Wonderful by Johnny Mathis. But it wasn't his cover of it, it wasn't his version because they asked him if they could use it and he read the script and he said no. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> I feel like that's totally fair. Yes. So it's a Johnny Mathis impersonator. Wow. <laughs> that's a really fun fact, actually. <laughs> yeah. I just love like, hey, can we use your song here? It's well like these these like guys go caveman on this like sheriff. And then he's like, no. Understandable. Have a nice day. That uh this episode may have ruined that song for me the same way that like um the movie insidious ruined the song tiptoe through the tulips for me like it, i can i can never th- hear that song without without thinking of the yeah the weird baby i i had never heard this song i mean i probably had heard this song at one point but i didn't have like super good knowledge of it it's just one of those songs where, like, the chorus really gets stuck in your head, I feel. Like, right now, it's, like, I have running been singing it all head. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but but Morgan, uh, Morgan said, uh, certain songs have a creepy, icky quality that none of us have really openly acknowledged. And that's why he chose this song. It's, like, it's kind of weird. I don't get. I think it's, like, I don't know. I think there's, I sort of get because there have been like a decent number of like 50s songs that I feel like have been repurposed to be creepy. But I feel like I don't buy the idea that they're inherently creepy. They just like, get creepy when they get used in this context. You know what I mean? There, there's something like overly sweet about it that yeah. kind of weirds me out. So I, has, I, I get what they're saying. I think a lot of it has to do with the juxtaposition of like having such like because a lot of the songs are like very like rose-colored glasses like a very much like an idealized view of life and then that just like really contrasting with how life actually is especially in the 50s so yeah i think that's part of it too yeah yeah Uh, that makes sense there is this sort of like g golly nature of like songs from the Mm -hmm. 50s (laughs) yeah (laughs) like doesn't it's not the same (laughs) yeah like this family thinks they're in leave it to beaver yeah. And they're yeah. really the the hills have eyes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. They took a wrong turn. <laughs> right right before we have the scene with the boys taking off in the car with Wonderful Wonderful, <laughs> we have Mulder and Scully uh having a little chat and he is fiddly with the TV antenna to get something on TV. <laughs> and and Scully, like, ribs him, uh, you know, you still want to live in a place like this? And he's like, not if I can't get the Knicks game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 a really cute scene. Like, like mm-hmm. right before something bad's going to happen, it's like, we need a cute Mulder Scully scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and as she, <laughs> as, as she leaves, uh, she's like, night Mulder. And he jokingly says, night mom. <laughs> Oh my god! I love it. Uh, I'm like obsessed with it. It's like we need we did a home edit that's just like very <laughs> cute scenes. <laughs> I can't believe you called her mom though. That's so creepy. <laughs> Whatever. Like Scully has a weird daddy issues. Mulder's allowed to have weird mommy issues. Oh boy, does he have weird mommy issues? <laughs> yeah. Why Scully has daddy issues is kind of a mystery to me. <laughs> right. Like yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I really like that the music when they're driving to Wonderful and Wonderful is like diegetic, that it's like playing in the car. <laughs> and so every time it cuts away, it stops playing the music. And I, I really like that. I think it's, they could have continued to have the music, but I think it wouldn't have been as good if it didn't cut when it cut to the sheriff and mm-hmm. to Scully mm-hmm. and to Mulder. It's like, it's like, uh, like a monster's theme. Like it's like the, the theme, the Jaws theme, like when the yes. shark's approaching, you know, it's the same mm-hmm. kind of idea. It works. Like it, I'm terrified yes. of that song. It works really well. Yeah. <laughs> the song is now an anthem of like this dark underbelly of small town America, like rising up right, exactly. <laughs> to, to like brutally murder the like black sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I know writers who use subtext and they're cowards. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, Mulder's like watching a documentary, like incredibly fuzzy on the TV about like animals killing their prey. <laughs> I think it was hyenas. Yeah. They were like the alpha male enters to let the others yeah. know it's safe to, to start feeding. It's like, huh? I wonder the if this alpha is going to be relevant. Goes for like the kill first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the sheriff hears them pull up because they're just blasting the music. And he tells his wife to hide and he goes to get the gun, but I think it's downstairs and they enter. So he has to grab a baseball bat instead. But as we find out later, the gun wouldn't have helped, right? <laughs> gun don't stop them. The the way he delivered that line when he's like hide under the bed, I'm going for the gun. Like it's just yes. so good. It's so good. I love that. And so he's stealing himself. He's got the baseball bat. And I think it's I think Edmund walks in and he hits him nothing. Just nothing. And he knocks him over and he hits him again, absolutely nothing. And then they Really murder him while Wonderful Wonderful is playing from the mm-hmm. car radio. Mm. And they even kill the wife because they can smell her and very faintly hear her under the bed. And so they kill her too. And the the shot, like this is this had like a lot of good camera work in this scene, like mm-hmm. with the blood encro- encroaching and like her hands there, and it's just like ugh, it was so creepy. It was ugh. Yeah, when he like tosses up the bed and you see it from her perspective. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah. And we never really get a good shot of like the sheriff, which I wouldn't want one, right? But like, mm-hmm. I think that's even spookier, right? Yeah, we're 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 getting all the information of what his corpse looks like from everybody else. And so the next morning, Barney's waiting on the porch, and I guess he called Mulder and Scully, and told them that the sheriff and his wife were murdered. And he's stress smoking and he's really rattled. Understandable because he just yeah. walked in and found his boss and his wife murdered. And he Scully gets to the lab report. And she's like, oh no, the lab made a mistake. Uh it was so funny. <laughs> also, like trying the way she was trying to like look at these like x-rays too without like a great light source. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, it looks like this baby has like three genes and that's or like three copies mm-hmm. of chromosomes. And she's like, 
no, that's not the thing. And Walter's like, what if they were all the father? Oh my god. <laughs> Mulder. We're, we're playing flaccidly with the concept of science here. We honestly really are. Like, I kind of had to, like, turn my genetics brain off for this. I'm like, I just... Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was... I, I didn't know this because, like, I sort of... I wasn't sure that, like... I don't know. I didn't realize inbreeding had, like... Because their features are really extreme. It's definitely made more extreme. Yeah. Because I knew, like, inbreeding would make facial features... Like, have some physical deformities, but right. not to this extent. Yeah, this is definitely... The makeup was definitely way more extreme than I think would actually happen in a case like this. And... Yeah, it's also like, yeah, yeah. I like have a bit of a qualms with the whole like people with genetic abnormalities are like the bad guys, but um, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's more about the the isolationism it than is, it is. It is, it is, but yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, I it don't certainly think... isn't treating it with any care, but yeah, yeah. I also don't think a human with three copies of every gene would be viable to begin with, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't think that would have extended it to term at all. Yeah. yeah. And Scully's like, they must have a, a woman hostage. We need to go up there now before they can flee. And Mulder's like, there are only two of us. How how are we supposed to defeat them? And <laughs> Barty gets very very cop and is like I got it I'll help you we got guns what do they got (laughs) it's three on three with guns let's go the peacock boys drew aggro on uh, on Barney 5 exactly exactly back of the peacocks they're preparing because they know it's coming and the mom which it's the mom I'll just we all know it's the mom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's giving her her sons and husband or I guess their sons even though it's very weird that Edmund is the father of the other two <laughs> her son's husband her son's husband her son's husband <laughs> ew <laughs> but it's so weird because like they would have been the young because they said the youngest is 26 so the the husband died 10 years ago I thought and so, like, what was happening in that house before the husband died? You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually don't want to think about it. But anyway, weird, weird family. <laughs> no wonder Fox hated this episode. <laughs> much, much bad things to think about. Yeah. And I know I'm desensitized to violence because the sheriff's death was awful. And I definitely got squeamed out. But I also got equally squeamed out when she said she was hungry and one of the boys chews bread and then spits it into her mouth. Ew. God. I was like... That was so gross. I could have lived without this, Glenn and James. She got baby birded. Did we really need that, though? Yeah, like, oh. We didn't, and I don't know why they insist on doing this to me. Like, there's a lot in this episode already, like... They they went full hog. They they were like, Fox canceled our show. Let's just make the most disgusting episode they can't say no to because the X-Files is a hot commodity and make them air this. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> You're good for them. Yeah. 
<laughs> Go off, kings. <laughs> but I do like how similar the mom's approach or her, the mom's idea of community is to the sheriff to a degree that like it's both like we know it's coming we know like we just have to reiterate that like this is how this is our life and this is our way of life and that's not dissimilar from what the sheriff thinks right so Mulder Scully and Barney Fife are on the approach and Scully has the binoculars <laughs> or the deputy is like I'll enter in the first front door direct, distract him with the uniform and y'all go around back and so he goes to the front door and Scully's looking through the binoculars and at the last minute it's like wait no it's movie trapped and then he gets his head cut off Yep. R.I.P. to him he's kind of a nut but what a brutal way to go yeah it's pretty rough to just get your head cut off by an axe <laughs> yeah well, yeah it's like when it happens Mulder doesn't flinch he like immediately yeah. goes into that thing about like animal psychology yeah he really is just like other oh, cavemen i everything makes sense to me now <laughs> yeah. no no shock just like yep this is how it is yep <laughs> and he's like okay well we need to get them out of the house since now we're down a man so they let the mm -hmm. pigs out <laughs> and again just a brief, just some jokes before all the violence goes down again. And, <laughs> and Mulder's like, would you think less of me if I told you I was having fun right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then like Scully quoting Quoting Babe. babe. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a great moment. That was hilarious. <laughs> or like No man you No Rav you <laughs> Loved it. Mm -hmm. And also they're doing all this farmer shit in like suits. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the boys go out to get their pigs and Mulder and Scully go in, but Mulder very wisely brings a two by four. It just sets off the booby trap in the door so they can go in normally. And they're like, okay, we got to look for this kidnapped woman who is definitely kidnapped and not here by her own will. Mm -hmm. Right. Another great joke of Mulder going, oh no, and holding up the Elvis dead <laughs> newspaper. Oh, the, way he said, the way he says, oh no, it just got me so good. It is like very exaggerated, like sad face. Yeah. <laughs> Those like little pouty lips, yeah. Yes, yes. I love you, sir. <laughs> and they find the woman and she's under the bed and she's on like a cart and they... They got this idea because they were reading about Charlie Chaplin and he talked about early on when he was doing vaudeville. He stayed at this family's house and the family was like, oh, we like you, Charlie. Like, do you want to see something that like not that many people see? And he's like, sure. And they had like a boy who he wasn't under the bed, but he also like he didn't have any limbs. Um, and and I mean, it was probably a family member, right? It was just like. Mm -hmm. You're not going to let your family member get judged so harshly by society. And, you know, I don't know, whatever the reason is. But they were, like, inspired to, like, put that in an X-Files episode. And so they wheel the mother out from under the bed and she doesn't have any limbs. And she's screaming. And they think that she's, like, in danger. Mm -hmm. 
they quickly realize, like, no, it's the mom. And she's actually, like, perfectly fine with everything her sons are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's really horrifying. Yeah. And my other note is the woman who plays the mom, Karen uh, Conaval, is she was the... Uh, the I think the palm reader in Clyde Brockman's Final Repose, The Cold Open. Oh, yeah. That's wow. She's also she's also in an episode in season eleven. Mm-hmm. But so she's she's really fun, and she's great in this role. She, yeah, she she's really, really is, good. Yeah, she, she really sells it. Yeah, I really love the conversation that she and Scully have because Scully before had this idea that, like, she had this idea of womanhood and and motherhood and, like, maternal instincts mm-hmm. that doesn't vibe with Mrs. Peacock at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so interesting. It's like this, she has this, like, very dark notion of what motherhood is that, like, Scully didn't have. Mm-hmm. And, and, Sc- <laughs> and her just, like, ma'am like your sons are killing people and she's like isn't that great like (laughs) my sons would do anything for their mother like that's that's what love is and she's just like yeah what (laughs) (laughs) and the boys come back inside and (laughs) Mulder and Scully try to and do but like it's a real struggle to fight them off Scully shoots one of them, and it just is, he's completely unfazed by the bullets because the mom says that they don't feel pain. Um, which is a thing. Some people can have damage to, like, pain receptors and just, like, not feel mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. But they do manage to kill two of the brothers, but the brother and the mother escapes. And they're taken off in the car, listening to Wonderful, Wonderful. Going somewhere. <laughs> Such as Spooky Way in the episode. They're out there somewhere. They're on TikTok now. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just like also like the way she's just like, there will always be like peacocks. Like we will continue. We'll build a new family. Mm-hmm. Creepy. <laughs> so creepy. I wonder if there's another township in the country named home that they can That go they to. gotta go now to? Yeah. That's their new Yeah. To new, build their new, new home place. in a different home. It, it, there's, I feel like there probably is. Glenn also, uh, they, I think in season two, they took over working on Millennium, like show running Millennium. And they were like, oh, maybe we'll have like the lead in Millennium run into the Peacocks. And the <laughs> box executives were like, they will never be on TV again. <laughs> they were like, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. We are not doing never. this again. <laughs> But yeah, and that's the episode. And we'll do our segments. First, we have Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! Our Mulder rating. Mine is a two. I think he's <laughs> extremely cute. He wasn't annoying. He was very hot. No notes. A two. <laughs> Laura? Uh, yeah, my Mulder rating is a six because he really wasn't that annoying, but you know, like five is my lowest, but so he was a six because he really wasn't that annoying. And I think his comic relief that he provided in this episode was actually super necessary. Um, 
especially considering the content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin? Uh, well, in my notes, I put, uh, I gave him a himbo out of 10. <laughs> what does that uh, translate to numbers, do you I, think? I think it's probably like a seven. He was really annoying, but it was also... <laughs> Was I kind of love that. <laughs> it was, right, it was, it was annoying, but it worked. He was cute, annoying as a, has typical annoying, annoying. <laughs> yeah, he he like he was very annoying, but yeah, like go off. <laughs> and next we have. So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassiest Scully moment, Laura. Uh, yeah. So for me, Scully's sassiest moment would probably be, I really liked the line at the beginning, whenever she's just like processing this crime scene and Mulder's not paying attention. And she's like, and I quit the FBI and started becoming a spokesperson for the ab roller. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Just really? I can see her doing ads. Like she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yes. I'm sure she has a hot bod. Like it would work. Yes. Yes. I've seen pictures of Jillian at the age and yes she does have a hot bod yeah so do those yeah do those <laughs> ab roller ads yes Kevin um my mine I had a couple what one is from the same scene where she tells Mulder she says uh Mulder if you had to go without a cell phone for two <laughs> minutes you go into catatonic schizophrenia yeah like, that, that was, was pretty funny that was a very sassy line I thought that's that's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to be like, yeah, Scully, wait until there's, like, smartphones. Like, <laughs> Baby girl, they haven't even invented ways for him to annoy you yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mine is, it's not even in this sh- episode, but I have to give it to the deleted scene. Oh, I thought a long-standing curiosity had just been satisfied. I'm obsessed with that. Her delivery is great. <laughs> yes, Galopqui. As, as it's rightful, you should be obsessed with that. That is just... <laughs> incomparable i i just like i felt my brain shut off after i watched that deleted <laughs> scene you know i had to like reboot yeah <laughs> and lastly we have welcome you've got mail our 90s mode of the episode kevin uh mine is the baram you the baby <laughs> <laughs> i really i that that got a that got a laugh out of me perfect I don't even remember the plot of Babe. I feel like I haven't seen it in so long, but I love Babe. <laughs> it's a fun one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. Uh yeah, mine is also the Babe reference because I feel like Babe was so popular when it came out and it was such a cultural touchstone and I watched it a lot as a kid, so oh, yeah. yeah. I-, I agree with Kevin. <laughs> Mine is Mulder fussing with the rabbit ears to try to get the TV to work. That's a good um, one. But I do think this whole yeah. episode is incredibly 90s because it feels like a death knell of like weird rural America, right? For various reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to watch this episode now <laughs> because like I was driving through uh, a lot of like rural Texas. I was on a road trip a couple weeks ago. And like every town is just like, almost completely abandoned or like so incredibly kitschy and like so catered to like a very specific idea of what rural America is. All of those jobs that were there and you could raise a family on are gone. If you if you want to make a living, yep. you have to move to like the yep. suburbs or the city 
There's just absolutely nothing there. And so, like, his worry about modernity coming to them and, in, like, invading their home, it's kind of the opposite. Modernity came in and dragged everybody out, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, small towns are dying places. Yeah, and, and so, like, this episode, is it, it, it just feels like it, like, yeah, it's like a, it portends, mm-hmm. like, danger. Like, it just predicts, I'm sure it predicted it, but it's I'm I'm very interested like you knew this was gonna happen, but like it's hard to predict exactly how. And yeah, it's just such an interesting episode. Every time I watch it, I just like think about it for like weeks after because I feel like I just like to m- like mull it over in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like this, you know, the evil was already there and like mm-hmm. the fact that like this is just a world you can't even fathom anymore. You drive through these towns and it's like, there's a Sonic, there's like a place where you could drive truck to like deliver gravel or something. Yeah. You see like an antique shop yeah. with like 10,000 things on the lawn <laughs> and the <laughs> antique shop is probably going out of business. Buildings that look like they're a class. I, dro- I drove past a place that there was a house that looked fine it literally had spray painted on it free house. What is yeah. how does that even work? Anyway, just weirdness, but like not even fun weirdness like the X-Files really it revels in. It's just sad weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you say about how um it kind of depicts this like or kind of just like foretells of this dying of small town America um, because it is dying Um, it is very different now for sure yeah I agree and I feel like even on top of that I was also kind of thinking about like I really like to hike and I remember I was looking for trails uh, nearby and I found this one and like on Google Maps as like a landmark it was like oh there's an abandoned van here if you want to see it and I'm like okay that's kind of cool but like where's the fun in me finding that out myself you know turning a quarter and being like whoa that's weird so I even think that like there's even this simpler layer layer of like there's no mystery there's no like stumbling upon stuff mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like like one person has a weird interaction with the peacocks and they like tweet about it and it goes viral you know what I mean right, right. <laughs> yeah so there's just so much about this episode that feels so incredibly dated in 90s. But, like, mm-hmm. it also knows that about itself. It knows yeah. that, like, <laughs> there, it's, at a, it's at the precipice of a turning corner with the internet. And, like, yeah. it, it doesn't know exactly how it's going to change, but it's just, like, something's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, the sheriff, like, sitting sitting on his, on his front porch being like, it's all going to change soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's resigned to it, whereas Mrs. Peacock is like, okay, no, we have to, like, take action against the change. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, that's the episode. I really like this episode. It's got to be, I don't know if it's top 10, but I feel like it's got to be top 15. It's a really good episode. Yeah, I was, I was, like, talking, I was talking with a friend this morning, and I mentioned what episode I was watching for this, and she, she got so excited. She was like, I love that episode. So it and it it sticks with you like yeah I, that's the other thing I texted you like I remember this this is this is a wild one 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the episode where if I'm talking to somebody who like watched it when it was on air or like watched it a couple years ago and like watched it once and this ep- the show didn't have its claws in it, them and like it does me that like they don't feel <laughs> they watched it they're like okay that's fine I watched it <laughs> anyway <laughs> but like when I mentioned that I like the X-Files this is like I'm like guaranteed that someone mentioned they always mention home they always mention mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. it's so memorable it's so good and also I wanted to we I can cut this if this isn't good I wanted to try to <laughs> see who has the best Mrs. Peacock impression. I'll go first because I've been practicing. Okay. okay, hold on. I absolutely cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> the pride, the love. <laughs> That's what everybody says when they mention this episode. And it's very hard to say, but she does it so well. <laughs> Kevin, can you do it? Do you want to try? I'll try it. Hold on. I'm, I'm laughing. Uh, my boys would do anything for my mother. Wow, that's not bad. That's good. That's, that's good. Pretty good, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Laura, you can I, go to the, I'm not the trying. old college show. Okay. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you're not a mother. <laughs> <laughs> that was even better. That was great. Yeah, that was really good, Shelby. I've been practicing like all morning. <laughs> I love the idea of just, you just like walking around your apartment, like saying it to your cat. Yeah, yeah just telling yeah. Wyatt that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've been kept just going like, the pride, the love. <laughs> okay, that's the episode. Five stars for me. Great episode, fantastic episode. I do not rewatch it though. For obvious reasons. Yeah, I think it's a good episode, but I yeah, it's definitely not a rewatch for me. It's a little no. too much for me, but I understand the importance Even with all of, of that flirting. Even, even with, with all, all that, flirting, that flirting, I will not watch it. <laughs> yeah. You should make a, yeah. a cut of just the flirting in this episode, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. Oh I, I'd yeah. watch that. I'd watch a super cut of just the flirting. <laughs> yeah. <for sure>. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've seen the I've seen the show so much. I don't even have to like watch it. I just like picture in my mind all flirting, you know. Just I go to my mind palace like I'm in Sherlock, <laughs> the BBC Sherlock, <laughs> and it's just like I never saw you as a mother before, Scully. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I hope everybody liked it and got minimal nightmares from this episode. Um. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we're CondensedTruthPod at gmail.com. And next time we are talking Season 4, Episode 7, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man with a guest. And I'm, I'm, I like that episode too, so it'll be fun. We're getting yeah. right to good episodes. Yes. My, my, good, my good sweet spot. Yes, that is all. Everyone have a nice, safe time. <laughs> weekend. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> a wonderful, Bye. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. A wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.